You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Um, Crowder will miss today, a little bit of soreness, tightness, and then uh, Kumaro will miss today also with a similar soreness um, as well. So uh, with that, we'll turn it over to your questions. Yeah, I think so. We'll see. Uh, that's that's uh, that's how I'm taking it right now. Yeah. Coach, with respect to Coach Dorsey, I, I know he. You know, the, the big question is, you know, when the play clock starts counting down on game days, you know, that's the new thing that he's got to prove he can do at least to us. Are there opportunities in the camp setting for him to maybe call plays, so to speak, that aren't scripted? Because I know a lot of the team segments are scripted. Yeah, yeah, Chris. So we we try and make um, our practices game like in in certain ways, and and one of those ways uh, is having coordinators in these call it periods. Uh, some of that has already happened. Some will happen again today, and we're going to do as much of that as we can because we have new coordinators. Two of the three of our, our new coordinators. So smiley a little bit on special teams. It's a little bit harder to to do that, to simulate that on special teams. But, um, yeah, to your point, we're going to do as much of that as we can through training camp. Um, and, you know, as a coordinator, I found, and I know Leslie feels this way as well, that that's good. It, it helps even an experienced coordinator knock the rust off, get your mind right. And, and then when you go back and watch the film, it's not only evaluating the scheme piece, it's evaluating, hey, was that the right call? Did I like that call that I made? And so on and so forth. Yep. You, um, Jermaine's going into his last year of his original how important is the year for him? I know you guys have loved him since day one, uh, but there is a chance he hasn't been extended yet that he could be playing his last year. What, what are you expecting from him, and what does that mean to you that he's in his last year here? Possibly? Yeah, if Tremaine's done a phenomenal job. Uh, he's done everything we've ever asked since day one, and he's a consummate pro. Um, I think he's off to a great start. He's always been in shape, and uh, I love his command of, of our defense. And um, you know, every year is an important year, so um, you never want to type take that type of approach that this is I got to do this or I got to do that then you play tight and, and right now he's just got to go out there and play his best football and, and I think he's off to a great start with that. We talked about the splash plays we asked Leslie about it yesterday that they're going to happen um, they may not have happened as much for him as you would have thought for four years but what do you think about that Sean just well, I think um, I think those come also over time, and uh, and when you're comfortable with the system, and uh, I think he's primed to play his best football this season. Sean, with guys entering a contract year in general, do you ever feel the need to have conversations with them about not trying to do too much or trying to just keep them focused on football? How do you handle guys? You have a bunch of them that are, that are entering their final year. Yeah, that's real, John. You know, just again going, especially for guys who are going through that for the first time, having never been through that, it's a it's a little bit of a different deal. 
that's where our player development team does a great job in, in meeting the players where they're at in their career. We, we have programming where guys coming out of year one, okay, what does it look like? What challenges are there? Uh, some of the landmines that could be there that you don't know are there. Coming out of year two, coming out of year three, going into your contract year, so on and so forth. So we try and meet the players where, where they are in their career or just day to day. And this is something that we always have to be aware of. And and sometimes you f- do see players kind of, as they say, what in hockey, gripping the stick too tight, you know. Um, but in this case, uh, I think Tremaine's off to a great start, specifically for Tremaine, and, and uh, he doesn't appear to be doing that. I know how much the uh, quarterback room, the communication piece is super important to you. So take us into there from what you've seen this summer and so far. What's that like with Ken and Joe and Matt and Case and everybody from an outside observer who's kind of watching how they interact? What's that like? I think it's. Uh, I think the symmetry there is is really fun to watch uh, with amongst the players, and then their interactions with Joe and, and Ken as well. And then I would say overall offensively with the staff, uh, you know, the additions of Cromer and and the other guys that we've added there, some of the some of the younger guys as well that you don't hear as much about. Uh, I, I've I've enjoyed watching that over the first couple of days, and then going back to the spring as well. Identity's been a big catchphrase or buzzword over the past the first couple of days of camp. Josh said we've got a new identity. Have you? Has that been something that's come from you as as a message? And what is it about identity that the reasons why that's being stressed lately? Well, we talk about it uh, as a team. We talk about one of our goals of coming to training camp is that you need to develop an identity. Uh, as to hey, f- this is what we're, this is what we're about, and some of that again comes that takes shape throughout the course of of training camp because, uh, and why not before is because you know it's 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 not training camp. You don't have pads on. It's not real football, and still isn't. Uh, but this is the time that we try and come together, as I've said before, and then within that that human element, there's also a football element, element philosophically of what we want to establish and what we know we need to do, and then also the different pieces we have and how it all blends together. Okay, we can do this. We're, you know, some people would say pass first team, run first team, um, just to simplify it. That's, that's kind of how it takes shape a little bit in terms of, hey, we feel like we can run the ball or we feel like uh, we want to run the ball outside, we want to run the ball inside. That's just, just I'm just saying that educationally for you guys of how I think coaches' minds work a little bit, and um, you try and identify your strengths more than the, more than anything this time of year. And but those can ebb and flow throughout the course of the season as well. So um, long-winded answer, but uh, you want to have a decent feel for who you are philosophically, systematically, for sure. Um, you know, one of the key pieces of what we're doing here, Brandon and I are, are we've got to make sure we've got and identified the right pieces uh, when we when we break camp, not from here, but also from, from Buffalo. And, and have you, not to say that you haven't stressed identity in your previous years, but is it more so important to stress because you have had some turnover at the quarter level and you've got uh, maybe more new pieces here than you had in previous years? I don't think so. I mean, it's I think it's important to have an identity, uh, to have a feel for who you, who you are um, and how the pieces are fitting together. Um, but not anything more this year than in years past. John, when Levi was here, you used to talk about him being the undrafted guy and working against, number one, 
pick like Trey and all. Mm-hmm. Do you see some of the same in Dane Jackson from where he came in with you guys? Now you got a couple of number one picks at corner. Do you see that same type of attitude? There? Um, yeah, I, I never want to compare two players, um, but I think Dane's his own guy. I think he's his own player. Uh, he's extremely mature in his approach off the field. Uh, he works his his butt off, and um, you know he's going to put his own signature on the position. And, and I think he's off to a good start. John, when you're approaching the NFL, you know, getting, getting fired is kind of part of the business. You've got a quarterback coach, Joe Brady, who had that happen the first time last year. What is that like when that happens for the first time? And how do you think he's kind of dealt with you know, moving on? From <laughs> I was. Uh, you take me back in my mind, at least, to walking through the complex uh, in Philadelphia years ago and Jim Johnson I was walking beside two veteran coordinators and Jim Johnson and Rod Dauhauer at the time who was our offensive coordinator and I was a young guy and you know thought I was uh, every year my career had trended up and so they had we coming off a lunch walking upstairs back to the offices and the two of them said yeah you'll see uh, and you're not a coach uh, until you've been fired and uh, and so in my and I just shook my head yes I agree and then but in my mind I was saying um, I'll be different you know and um, two years whatever amount of years later I was I officially became a coach <laughs> um, but you learn a lot through that and I think uh, I think there's in some ways two types of coaches those uh, that handle that and reflect and grow from it and then those that maybe point the finger and say at everybody everything else and say no no it wasn't me it was it was that or them and um, in this case I think Joe has done a great job of, re- of reflecting and growing and I think he's a fantastic coach. John, yesterday um, we were talking to Stephon Diggs about his leadership. He started talking about the young guys and what he does with them. Then he, he brought up Tavon Austin, called him a legend and remembering his college days. What can that mean for a guy like Diggs, an established guy, all pro, have a guy that means that much to him in the room and working with him to push him and he'll push him back. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think we've got a very close-knit wide receiver, wide receiver room um, and all the different personalities in there. You've got a guy like Tavon who's a little bit older and what a career he had at West Virginia, right? He's in, going to the Hall of Fame now at West Virginia and um, the career he's had around the NFL, the different teams and how long he's been around the NFL and just you know, seeing seeing him this morning in the weight room and how he how serious he is, how passionate he is about his career and his, his craft, uh, the juice he plays with on the field. Uh, I think there's a lot our team can learn from by watching Tavon. John, Clessenberry's story obviously is a pretty inspiring one. Can you just kind of speak to you know what a guy who battles cancer and beats it comes back and plays in the league um, and has this opportunity? I don't know how much he shared with you, but. If you could maybe share with us what what you think of a guy who's overcome that much. Yeah, I think you know I haven't. He hasn't shared a lot, uh, you know, very in depth about about that journey. Um, but just on the surface, you know what that what that uh, what that means in terms of what he's been been through, what his family's been through. You see that reflected in his daily habits, though. Um, nothing seems to um, phase him. And we put him at two different positions in the first two days, and he just does it. And uh, I think that says a lot about who he is. And, again, you learn a lot through the challenges of life, and uh, I'm just happy to have him here with us. Sean, going back to 
back to uh, Tremaine. You mentioned on NFL Network yesterday that he was one of the leaders of his team. Do you expect him to take a step forward in, in his leadership this season or maintain what he did last year? I think he's, you know, I think he's always been the leader, in particular the last couple of years, where he's really asserted himself and been comfortable, Maddie, in that role. And uh, now it's just more of him just continuing to, to grow and mature. Um, because remember how young he was when, we, when he came here a few years ago. So that's just, I think, the natural um, evolution of his growth. Is part of it's on the field, part of it's. Uh, off the field in this case, and I think he's just been becoming more and more comfortable. Um, like the other day, they were, the offense was doing some things, and, and he was right on it and, uh, and communicating that to the defense, and uh, that's something I hadn't seen to this point, so very impressed by that. Sean, when you talk about team philosophy and using training camp to kind of figure out what this team will be, how much do you want continuity there, or how much do you have to fully adapt it to yeah, I think he adapted every year. There's there's certain things you know that we believe in as a staff, uh, we believe in as an organization, um, you know, from Terry and Kim on down, and uh, whether it's on the field or off the field. And on the field, in this case, philosophically, there's some things that are never going to change with how the game needs to be played. As far as I'm concerned, um, that being said, though, you, I believe you have to adapt. I think that's what that's what good good coaches do is they adapt to the players around them as opposed to taking a system and making the players, you know, shoving it down their throat, making the players adjust to the system. We're going to take our system and adjust it to the players that we have. Don't you, doesn't that, does that go back to the identity <clears throat> question? Because I think people confuse identity with we're a man team, zone team, or run team, pass team. But for you, I think identity is who you are as people, who you are as an organization. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's a big picture, and then it goes down to the, to the detail, too, in this case of um, – you know, you take the players and you see, see what they do best, and then hey, we'll, we'll we'll make adjustments as necessary to fit their strengths and try and manage some of the weaknesses because I think that's important in giving the players the best chance to be them, the best version of themselves. Sean, how, how ready do you think Dave Davis is, given the progression of his career? He was like he seemed mature right from the start, then makes some touch plays in the indie game, and then what he did last, you know, last, in, 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 at Kansas City. How ready is do you? Do you feel he is to make that next step in taking over that maybe number two role? Yeah, I think you know just total confidence in, in Gabe. Um, um, from day one, he's he's made plays right uh, in that first year, and then last year, um, I know what he wanted last year. He wanted that chance last year, and and, and uh, there was a few players around and above him in terms of the depth chart, and um, but he he worked, he worked, he worked, and. That's a great lesson to those that don't get their shot right away, right? And um, when he was given his shot, though, he made the most of it. And I think the world saw that, in particular, at the end of the season there. And um, as far as his ascent into that number two spot or whatever, I think that uh, that'll that still remains to be seen. I mean, that's a that's a little bit of a different deal there. And people know, uh, opponents know, um, you know, there's a little bit of a different focus on that spot as opposed to the three or four spot from time to time. So um, do I think he can do it? I absolutely do it. Full confidence in Gabe Davis, and uh, but he knows he's got to earn that spot. John, how much have you had to overall training camp philosophy? Because normally today would be the first pass step, and now you have to wait until Saturday. So from evaluation, practice, how much have you had to overall do that? Yeah, Derek and I were talking over dinner last night. Uh, Brandon was there, I believe, too, about it used to be you come in and you have one day of uh, conditioning test and then one – shorts and helmets practice and then the, 
the next three days were two a days all in pads and um, it was a grind and so listen like I like I said yesterday um, to somebody else I think it's the rules are put in place for a reason uh, there's a reason behind it so we abide by those rules and um, at the end of the day everyone's abiding by those rules that's what we're called to do so we make the most of it and and um, and we get our players acclimated um, so that we can avoid, and they can avoid injuries that that make them unavailable so we adjust as necessary Dawson Knox was raving about OJ Howard physically and then what do you see in him and from a defensive side what kind of problems they were talking about them causing matchup problems yeah. with people somebody Maybe even the two of them together on the field. Yeah, we'll see. Um, uh, OJ is a is a uh, a physical specimen when you see him out there, and he's big, he's fast, he's strong. Um, so we'll see how it all comes together, really. And I think that's what again we talk about philosophy and and more so identity. We'll see what what comes of uh, who can make plays and and uh, block at the line of scrimmage. So, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Dermot, talking to the media just outside the Bills' locker room. He'll take the, I don't know, two, three minutes. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t